There's evidence that Iran is supplying weapons and technology to the enemy in Iraq. Will Iran have nuclear weapons soon? Technological advances may be putting our privacy and security at risk. What can you do about it? And is biblical preaching still relevant today in the American church? This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. They need to stop moving in the direction of developing nuclear <coughs> enriched uh, uranium or plutonium in a way that could be used for nuclear weapons. That's White House Press Secretary Tony Snow reacting to the news that Iran is developing nuclear capacity and capability. Also in the news, Iran is supplying the insurgents in Iraq with weapons, the kinds of weapons that have killed hundreds of American soldiers. Later in the program, we'll be talking to Dr. Jerome Corsi, Ph.D. from Harvard University, author of the book Atomic Iran. Are we getting ready to go to war with Iran? We'll talk about it with Dr. Corsi in just a minute. But also in the news, we've been following global warming stories, global warming Ten feet of snow up in the northeast. wonder what those people think about global warming. Well, the president of the Czech Republic has weighed in today. And he says, man-made global warming is a myth. Interviewed in one of the local papers there in Czechoslovakia, he says, and I quote, global warming is a false myth. And every serious person and scientist says so. Quote, it is not fair to refer to the U.N. panel the IPCC is not a scientific institution. It's a political body, a sort of non-government organization of green flavor. He went on to say it's neither a forum of neutral scientists nor a balanced group of scientists. We'll continue to give updates as we go. Later in the program today, the importance of preaching in the church today. The importance of biblical preaching in the church today. We'll be talking to Dr. Herschel York, a pastor, a professor of preaching. Don't miss it coming up in the second segment. But first, what do we make of all these developments in Iran? With us on the line, we have Dr. Jerome Corsi. He's written the book, Atomic Iran. Welcome to the program, Dr. Corsi. Uh, Jerry, it's a great pleasure to be with you. Thank you. 
Dr. Corsi, we've got all kinds of news here. I see today that uh, Ahmadinejad promises nuclear news, some new news on the nuclear front in two months. What do you think he's going to announce? Should we be concerned? Well, first of all, that was a postponement of an announcement. He was supposed to have announced this something yesterday, and it didn't happen. So it may be that the uh, nuclear program of Iran is proceeding less smoothly than Ahmadinejad would like. But the information appears to be that uh, Iran has now started installing 3,000 centrifuges at Natanz. That's their facility for nuclear enrichment. And Iran expects to be able to announce very quickly that they're advancing along the enrichment cycle to be able to produce higher than civilian use uh, nuclear energy, nuclear fuel, possibly even to weapons grade, or that they're able to produce civilian use in commercial quantities. We're not sure what they're going to announce. What it does, though, indicate is that Iran is not stopping their program. They're continuing to defy the International Atomic Energy Agency, and they're moving ahead despite sanctions that have been now imposed by the United Nations. Dr. Corsi, when we remember that Ahmadinejad said he wants to wipe Israel off the face of the map, uh, imagine a world without the United States, and then we hear that he has some kind of uh, apocalyptic visions about the 12th Imam. Uh, is this a dangerous mix? Should we take this guy seriously? Well, I take him very seriously, Jerry, and I know that Israel does, and I know our government does. Uh, this, this apocalyptic view is, a, is kind of a central vision within Shiite Islam, that there was a 12th imam, uh, the 12th grandson of the prophet uh, Muhammad, who was a little boy in 941 A.D., went down a well. And the Shiites expect that the Mahdi, the guided one, will come out of the well, but that it will take an apocalypse to get him out of the well. And when he comes out of the well, Shiite Islam will triumph worldwide. Now, it's pretty frightening to think that a nation like Iran is pursuing nuclear weapons, and they think they have to have a, an apocalypse, uh, caused first before their Messiah returns so the religion can conquer all other religions. That's very frightening. Well, of course, the other story in the news is um, this revelation, and I think many have suspected it, but now our military commanders coming out and saying that Iran is definitely supplying uh, armaments to the insurgents in Iraq. Um, what do you make of, of this revelation and, of course, he denied this. Ahmadinejad denied this when he talked to Diane Sawyer um, this week. What do you make of this? Well, Jerry, we've known for some time that Iran has been supplying training and weapons to Iraq, the various insurgents in Iraq. There were reports even about a year ago that the British had identifying some of these improvised explosive devices as being made in Iran. Now, what's new here is that our government is finally, through Robert Gates, the Secretary of Defense who replaced Donald Rumsfeld, we're finally bringing this information about Iraq's involvement, Iran's involvement in Iraq, to our congressmen and to the world press. Uh, that, to me, indicates that the Bush administration is ready to turn up the heat on Iran. And I'm, I'm very concerned that we could have a provocation here of Iran that might result in a war. If Iran took a swipe at us right now in the region, with as much firepower as the United States is, is moving into the Gulf, including our second carrier group, the John C. Stennis Carrier Group, I think President Bush is poised to respond to anything that Iran would do and may even be provoking Iran into taking a hostile step so we can attack Iran.
I'm concerned about that. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Dr. Jerome Corsi. He's the author of the book Atomic Iran, How the Terrorist Regime Bought the Bomb and American Politicians. Uh, Dr. Corsi, we noticed uh, just a couple of days ago the um, Ayatollah said in Iran, the U.S. is within our firing range, addressing what you just talked about, uh, the, the fact that we've got sort of a, um, a flashpoint over there. I want you to listen to Senator Jack Reed on Fox News Sunday talking about the unanswered questions about these weapons that Iran is supplying to Iraq. I want you to listen to that and then respond. I think the evidence is confused. Uh, there are certainly indications, as Mr. Gates pointed out this week, that these uh, uh, explosively formed projectiles seem to be coming from Iran. They've been used. The question is, is this a deliberate policy of the Iranian government of the highest levels? Is it, uh, is it rogue elements within the government? Uh, and then the other question is, to what extent are there countervailing uh, signals that the Iranians actually are trying to uh, control, not control, but not to further uh, raise the stakes in Iraq, in Iraq? So it's a very complicated situation. Dr. Corsi, I want to ask you, uh, are the Democrats soft on national security? Uh, is this confused? Is it that complicated? Well, it is complicated. The Democrats have been soft on national security. Uh, we see it still in the campaigning, you know, Barack Obama and the others, John Edwards, trying to get farther left of each other and who opposed the war in Iraq more. Um, I do want to say, though, in this instance, what the, I think what the Senate as a whole is worried about, including Republicans, is that uh, if President Bush is going to expand the war in the Middle East as a solution to trying to solve the problems in Iraq, I mean, this surge of troops, uh, the influx, you know, how much military power we've now brought into the region. I don't think there's a mood wanting to expand the war. And I've been writing for two years that a war with Iran is not the best solution. We're just at the first stages of pressuring Iran economically. Ahmadinejad is not nearly as strong within Iran as he appears. Their economy is weak. They're suffering probably 30% inflation right now in Iran. Uh, and those economic sanctions are going to have an impact. We should also be freeing up the money that the Iran Freedom Support Act has given to the State Department to fund other groups around the country, expatriate Iranian groups, who could cause freedom movements to develop within Iran and destabilize the Ahmadinejad regime. I'm very fearful that an expanded war right now is not the solution. Uh, do you believe, I've heard this, that um, one of the most pro U.S. populations in the Middle East is, in fact, the, um, the Iranian people? It's true. I mean, if you go back to the Bible and take a look at the book of Ezra, you'll see that it was Cyrus the Great, a Persian, who brought the Jews out of Babylonian captivity and gave them the wherewithal to build the Second Temple. I mean, the Persians and the Jews have had a long, peaceful relationship. It's this Ahmadinejad and the extreme radical Islamicists uh, in this revolution since Ayatollah Khomeini, they've hijacked both Islam and Iran, and the Iranian people, Jews, have lived peacefully in Persia for centuries. Uh, the Persians are one of the most favorably disposed people to Jews in the Middle East, and if we attacked or have a war against Ahmadinejad, it unfortunately would polarize and mobilize many Iranians in support of Ahmadinejad who otherwise would oppose him because he's led a bad regime, he's been economically hard on an oppressed people, and I think Ahmadinejad could be removed from within.
So the best policy, you believe, is to destabilize that government. Absolutely. I mean, more war in the Middle East, unfortunately, does not solve the problem. You've got right now a civil war going on between Shiites and Sunnis right in Iraq, Iraq itself. And the Sunni governments have just this week made overtures, starting today and yet over the weekend. Uh, you've had uh, Egypt, even Saudi Arabia and Jordan uh, making overtures to Israel and to the United States that they want to intervene to try to moderate Iran and Ahmadinejad. Remember, as a Shiite, Ahmadinejad wants to get rid of the Jews in Israel, then he wants to get rid of us, but his next enemies on the line are the Sunnis and Saudi Arabia themselves. Jerome Corsi, author of Atomic Iran, thank you so much for being with us. We hope to have you back. Jerry, it's an honor to be with you anytime. All right, folks, there it is. Um, we'll be watching this situation. We'll continue to follow what's going on. Of course, the president uh, being bashed a good deal by uh, most of the Democrats that are running for president about the effort in Iraq. Uh, we have found this week a speech that FDR gave about the resolve in World War II. And uh, I can't read it all. I'm just going to read a short part. talks about his objective, what his objective is. And he said, uh, freedom of religion, freedom from want, freedom from fear, freedom from speech, to establish that, we'll not stop short of these objectives. We'll not just gain them and call it a day. He says we're determined not only to win the war, but also to maintain the security of the peace that will follow. We need to maintain the security of the peace that will follow in Iraq. Here's FDR on the challenge to his generation. To some generations, much is given. Of other generations, much is expected. This generation of Americans has a rendezvous with destiny. Much is expected of our generation. We need to see this thing through to the end. We need to be praying for President Bush and the soldiers that God would give them wisdom, that God would give them courage. It's not an easy assignment. Coming up next, in the video age, the digital age, is there still a place for preaching in your local church? Or do you want drama and entertainment? Do you want a sermonette? Or do you want the Word of God explained, applied, illustrated? We're going to talk with Dr. Herschel York, who's written the book, Preaching with Bold Assurance. We'll talk about your church. We'll be right back. Like any skill, the more information you have and the more great people you can learn from, all the better. The Criswell College in Dallas wants to help you as a church pastor. Tuesday, February 13th, attend a focused day of instruction and preaching sponsored by the Jerry Vines Institute of Biblical Preaching featuring Dr. Herschel York. Attending will hone your skill and bring you to the next level. Learn from Dr. David Allen, director of the Center of Expository Preaching at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Dr. Allen's credits include being a Criswell graduate and founding director of the Jerry Vines Institute of Biblical Preaching at the Criswell College. Criswell College President Dr. Jerry Johnson will also speak. 
Registration through February 6th is $35, $45 afterwards, $20 for students. The Griswold College has more information at 800-899-0012. 800-899-0012. Your preaching of the Word is a calling from the Lord. Join us February 13th at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. I expect that the Battle of Britain is about to begin. Upon this battle depends the survival of Christian civilization. Christian civilization. When's the last time you heard an American or a British politician use that word or really talk about what's at stake when it comes to the war on Islamofascism, the war they are waging against us, against our way of life, against our freedoms and our institutions. We need to continue to pray for the president, continue to pray for our Congress and our Senate, that they will have courage, that they will have boldness, and that they will have wisdom. It's not just about us and our freedoms, but it's about our children and our grandchildren. If you understand the sweep of world history, we are up against a foe that is dedicated and deadly. But let's talk about your local church. Let's talk about preaching. Is preaching relevant? Do we really need preaching anymore? We have uh, the videos. We have um, the PowerPoints. We have drama today. We have uh, the worship team up there today. Do we really need preaching? Well, I think you know what I believe, but with us to talk about it and how to preach, how to prepare to preach, and how to learn good preaching skills is Dr. Herschel York. Dr. York is pastor of the Buck Rum Baptist Church in Frankfort, Kentucky. He's also professor of preaching at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, one of my old professors. And he's speaking here tomorrow at Criswell College. We have a conference, Preaching with Bold Assurance. By the way, it's not too late to sign up for this conference. If you are a pastor, a preacher, or you want to send your pastor, it starts tomorrow at 8 or at 8.30. Tomorrow morning here at Criswell College, you go to our website, jerryjohnsonlive.com, or go to criswell.edu. You will see uh, that conference, or just show up tomorrow morning at 8.30, and we'll take care of you. Dr. York, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. It's great to be with you. Well, listen, uh, Dr. York Herschel, I, uh, I grew up hearing preaching um, from the time I was just a child. I've grown up in that culture, but that's not where most Americans live today. Uh, they have a really short attention span. They're used to seeing things. And I want to ask you, if you feel like uh, preaching is at risk today or under attack or uh, being neglected, why is preaching still needed, still important, still imperative for the church? I'm going to disagree with you. All I'm right. going to begin by disagreeing with you. First of all, I don't believe people have short attention spans. Uh, no one ever complains when a, their favorite ball team goes in an over overtime right. situation. They like that. That's right. Uh, you know, people Super Bowl goes Super long. Super Bowl. Uh, it, it's a thrilling thing. They can watch something for hours, but they have to be engaged. Mm. Preaching is not in danger. Bad preaching <laughs> is in danger. And if you will, if a person will craft a sermon based on the biblical text and cognizant of the perceptual level, in other words, the way people hear, the way people perceive, then they'll always have an audience. People will want to hear that kind of preaching. 
So it's boring preaching, irrelevant preaching. Yes. That doesn't connect. Exactly. There will always be a place for preaching because, first of all, God ordained it. The Bible tells us that he has ordained it through the foolishness of preaching. Men and women can be saved. But, let, but let's even take it out of the preaching context. Just put it in the secular context. What if Martin Luther King had printed up his I Have a Dream speech and mailed it out to everybody? Do you think it would have had the same impact or effect? Those words still ring in our ears. If you were alive then or, or since, you know that. You've heard that. It, you can't escape it. There's nothing more powerful than personal, human, oral communication. It, it just operates on so many levels. There's nothing as engaging as good preaching, public speaking. You know, we open this show. You heard it today. Uh, every day we open this show with some of the great speeches that have been given, or the infamous speeches yes. that have been given. Uh, you know, what is uh, the definition of is, is. But, but people remember. It's the incarnation of the message and of the word spoken through personality. At, uh, in, in a computer age, it's even more important. Because people have become so individualized. Everyone in, in Dallas has a fence around their yard, and we all have workstations and cubicles and personal computers. and Everything has become so personal that the human heart is crying out for connection. And to sit in a congregation of other people and share that same event to be moved by a preacher handling the Word of God effectively. There's nothing like it. It's thrilling. All right, you talked about handling the Word of God. I want to pick up on that in a moment. Folks, you might have a question or a comment about preaching. The number is 800-881-9270. Give us a call, a question about what is good preaching, uh, how to preach, uh, how to prepare, advice, or maybe criticisms about preaching out there today. 800-881-9270. Maybe your church has given up on preaching. You call us, 800 881 19270. Dr. York, you talked about the Word of God. Let's just begin there for a moment and talk about your belief in the power of preaching based upon uh, really the, the supernatural power of the Word of God. Well, you cannot start preaching at any place other than a commitment to the truth of the text. And that's why mainline denominations are declining precipitously today because why would you go hear someone? preach what they don't believe or simply share their own opinion. But when you stand with the ability to say, thus saith the Lord, here's what God says. Here's how it applies to your life. Here's why it's relevant. Here's how it will change you and mold you and shape you. You know, the most uh, popular section in the in a bookstore or library is the how-to section. Hmm. I mean, how many dummies books are there out there? You know, well, uh, preaching there, for there is a preaching for dummies book even. Well, <laughs> People want to know how to, and when a preacher takes the Word of God and shows them how to apply it, people are going to listen. They're going to want to know that. Mm. You've written this book, Preaching with Bold Assurance. Talk to us about some of the steps in preaching with bold assurance. How do you get started? Uh, you know, here's the pastor. Hopefully he doesn't start late on Saturday night. But uh, how does he get started in that process of preaching? Well, there are three parts, three aspects to to preaching well. The first is the text. You have to be able to preach what the text says and what it means. And the guiding principle there is authorial intent. I don't have the right to rip a verse of Scripture out of its context and use it in a way that the author didn't intend. My job is to show my congregation, 
here's what Paul meant when he said this. Here's what Nehemiah intended. And, uh, and so we have to have good principles of hermeneutics and exegesis to figure out what does it say, what does it mean. The second part of preaching is the sermon itself, how to craft a sermon <clears throat> in a way that that uh, hits people the way they think. It's arranged logically or sometimes it's arranged in a way that causes surprise or builds anticipation. There are many different ways to arrange a sermon, but however you arrange it, its goal is always to get back to that text. And then the third part is delivery. You know, it's possible to be great with the text, to understand well the meaning of the text, to even build a really good sermon, but then to get in front of a congregation and to be so dull and boring that people fall asleep on you. <laughs> well, there, there are three kinds of preachers. There's the guy who has something to say, but he says it poorly. There's the guy who has nothing to say, but boy, he says it well. <laughs> but the preacher we want to be is the man who's, who has something to say because it's rooted in the Word of God, and he says it well so that people want to hear it. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to Dr. Herschel York about preaching with bold assurance. He will be teaching about preaching tomorrow at Criswell College. We have a preaching conference scheduled here at the college beginning at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. You can go online to check out this conference at jerryjohnsonlive.com or just show up tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Dr. York will be teaching about preaching. Then he will be preaching in our chapel, and that would be open to the public at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. You'll get an example of this kind of preaching. But we've got callers on the line. Let's go to the phones and see what folks uh, want to know. We've got Richard on the line from Cedar Hill. Richard, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Thank you, gentlemen. I just have a couple of uh, quick questions. I'm interested in your perspective of uh, what do you think is more important? Do you think preparation and study or preparation and prayer for a sermon? And then secondly, in 2007, would you be able to say that there would be a, you know, as far as sermon length of, of minutes, 30 minutes typically too long, 45 minutes too long. I'm just curious. Thanks, here. Richard. We'll, we'll, we'll go for those two questions. Dr. York, first, how do you balance prayer and preparation? Well, you pray as you prepare. That way you cover both bases. Prayer has to saturate every aspect of preaching. So that's like asking me to choose between my two sons. You know, I can't do it. I love them both and need them both. And uh, that's the way it is with prayer and preparation. But you can't tilt it to one without the other, or you will mess up. Uh, and then uh, his second question... Sermon length. What do you think today? Some, You know, used to be preachers might preach an hour. Today it's generally what? I'm going to tell you something. Uh, a week ago at Buck Run Baptist Church, I preached for 59 minutes, We and we had a, a, a lot of additions. Uh, now, that's not my typical thing. I do want you to know that was atypical, and I can tell you that people were with me right to the end, and until this morning... When someone watched our television program and said, there was no music on it this week, you took up the whole time. I, I had no clue that I'd preached that long, nor had anyone said a word about it. So, uh, again, here's what I tell my students. You can preach as long as you can hold them. And that might be 15 minutes and that might be an hour, but you better be honest with yourself and read the signs that they're giving you and make sure that you both finish at the same time. Yeah, I remember reading about Williams Jennings Bryan. His mother went to hear him speak one time and he said, how do you think I did? And she said, well, you missed several good places to stop. <laughs> so preacher doesn't need to miss the bright place to stop. Well, when we come back, we'll be talking more with Dr. Herschel York 
about preaching with bold assurance. I remind you, the one-day preaching conference at Criswell College tomorrow begins at 8 o'clock. Go to our website, jerryjohnsonlive.com or chriswell.edu. Read about that conference. If you're a pastor, you come tomorrow. If you're a layman, encourage your pastor to come tomorrow. Everyone could come and hear Dr. York preach tomorrow at 10 o'clock at the Criswell College Chapel. We have got callers on the line. You join us at 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right. I remember when I was a young boy that if someone called someone a hellfire and brimstone preacher, it used to be a compliment. Today, when I hear someone say that, it's a kind of an insult out there. We're talking about preaching today. My guest is Dr. Herschel York, preaching with bold assurance. He's written the book. I encourage you to get it. It's a great text. But tomorrow, he's doing a one-day preaching conference here at Criswell College. Dr. York, welcome back. We've got callers on the line. Let's go to Jerry from Bedford. Jerry, thank you for calling. What is your question, Jerry? You're on the air. Well, thank you for taking my call, Dr. Johnson. I love your show. I listen to it all the time. Uh, Thanks. Basically, I couldn't agree more with the fact about the need for the preacher, the personal interaction. We are so blessed in, in the congregation that I belong to. We have a preacher that brings us an incredible message. It's rooted in the Word. But he also is able to put it in into terms where the, I'm, I'm, I'm a new believer. He puts it into terms that I can pick up and I, I can comprehend and makes me want to read more and delve even deeper into it. And I, I've been to church before, and but it's such an incredible experience to have someone that has that gift to, to be able to put it to us like that. And again, like I said, I just wanted to, to, to agree with you on that. You're affirming the act and the office of preaching. Most, most definitely, yes, sir. That's wonderful, Jerry. What a great uh, testimony that is. You know, uh, what you're calling a gift, it is a gift, but also there's an awful lot of hard work behind the scenes. And your pastor has studied well and hard and observed others, and, and he has you in his heart and mind as he prepares that sermon. And uh, what, what an affirmation this is that, that uh, you aren't put off by preaching and, and you want it. it. It has created in you a deeper hunger and thirst for the Word of God, and that's what it ought to do. Uh, see, one of the earlier questions was about the length of the service. It's kind of funny because when our pastors go along when he's finished, it, it's like, oh my gosh, that, that went really quick. <laughs> you know, makes you, makes you, like you said, makes you hunger to hear more of the Word, and I quite honestly I wish the service could go longer from time to time. I went years ago uh, to hear a preacher preach, and he went an hour and 20 minutes, and I felt like I'd been there 20 minutes because um, God was all over the thing. He was biblical, he was entertaining. In the right kind of a way, exactly. I mean it. It was uh, brought joy, it brought conviction, and there was almost every emotion in that hour and 20 minutes, and it was of the Lord. What about preaching, folks? Do you like good preaching? Do you miss preaching, maybe in your church? Call us. The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. We have an expert in the studio, Dr. Herschel York. He's written the book, Preaching with Bold Assurance. We've got Bob on the line from Terrell. Bob, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Yes, Dr. Johnson. I like preachers that are uh, taught good preaching, I mean, good uh, speaking skills. In other words, they get to the point like there shall be gnashing of teeth in the end days, and they get to the point and uh, then get to the body of the uh, 
sermon like a promise keepers. You go to promise keepers, you got a good uh, preacher that gets up there, gets to the point like Tony Evans, Bishop Larry Jackson, like in uh, Oklahoma City one year. Two, he got to the preaching. Two guys went to the altar when he first got started. Then about 50 more men came down there. And then uh, by the end, we had 300 men. And all of a sudden, he's making a point about how to get the Holy Spirit to your life and having a prayer time in your life. And all of a sudden, the Bible flies up on the stage. And the man that was in the, uh, into a witchcraft and demon worshiper came up and he gave his life for Jesus Christ because Larry Jackson was able to get to the point at first, then get to the body and reinstate the point in the last. And uh, I'm for guys that get up there. Speak the word of God and don't rely on a computer because the only good computer is a dead computer. All right, Bob, thank you for that comment. Let me ask you, Dr. York, uh, Bob's talking about things that happen when we have good preaching, yeah. biblical preaching. Um, in your theology, do you believe there are some things that are only going to happen during the preaching moment or most likely going to happen in the preaching moment? That is, we must have preaching or else we won't have some things. Well, I, there is nothing more unifying to a church, that's for sure, than the preaching of the Word. Uh, preaching of the Word can take a church that has divisions and bring them together because it's a shared experience. It keeps everybody on the same page, moving the same direction. The power of that pulpit and applying the Word to their lives, that can't take place any other way. I can't write an article in my church paper and see that happen. But as the congregation sits there sharing in it, it, there's a spiritual communion in partaking of the Word together. I can't do that any other way than to stand and preach to my people. All right, folks, the number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. Dr. York, some time ago on this uh, program, we discussed a, a news article about uh, a local pastor selling his outlines for $10 a pop on the Internet. And uh, would you just talk to us about the sort of the easy out temptation today for preachers to get those outlines on the Internet. How do you feel about that, and uh, what are they missing, and what are their people missing uh, if, if they go to that on Saturday night? Donald Gray Barnhouse used to say that if I cut my neighbor's roses and enter them in a contest at the fair, you know, a rose contest, and I win, that I really didn't win. My, my neighbor won. Those are my neighbor's roses. But if my neighbor allows me to ha take his roses and to grind them and to put oils with them and to make perfume with them, and I enter that in the contest at the fair and I win the perfume contest, that is my perfume. There's a difference in ripping somebody off and taking their thoughts and letting them seed your own. And just to take someone else's sermon robs you of a wonderful, creative experience, an encounter between you and the text and the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage preachers, do your own work. Yes, read others. And, and certainly there are going to be identifiable strains of other people in your sermon. That's a very different thing than just taking an Adrian Rogers sermon and preaching it point for point. I've, I've done it once not too long ago and told my church that's exactly what I was doing because I said, I simply can't say it any better than he did, and it blessed me, and so I'm going to bless you with it. So I, I, I fessed up at the very beginning of the sermon and said, I couldn't come up with a better outline. I'm using Adrian Rogers. <laughs> but, boy, that's a rare thing for me to do that. And, and I gave 
proper credit because I didn't want in any way to steal his thoughts and pretend they were mine. This is Jerry Johnson Live. The book is Preaching with Bold Assurance. The author, Dr. Herschel York, right now, live on the air. You call us at 800-881-9270. He is going to be teaching, preaching tomorrow at Criswell College. This is open to the public. There's a small registration fee. You go to our website. It's chriswell.edu or go to jerryjohnsonlive.com. Check out this conference. The worship service, though, at 10 a.m. is open to the public here at the Criswell College Chapel. We've got Mark on the line from Fort Worth. Mark, what's your question? Uh, yes, sir. I enjoy your program very much. Um, my question is this. Uh, our pastor is a very, very good preacher. Uh, we've been going to the church probably right around 15 years. When we started going, his sermons, he would do you know sermons on books. Uh, his sermons were very, very detailed, uh, you know, very interesting as well. But about probably two or three years ago, uh, we became a purpose-driven church. And now the sermons seem to be more topical. Uh, they use, he uses a variety of different Bible translations. Um, you know, I haven't heard a book study in a long time. And I believe that the, the reason he does this, or at least the reason he would have, is because he is trying to, uh, you know, make sure that people hear the gospel uh, he's very, very uh, into evangelism, which I have no problem with that. But I think that there is a, a tendency to be afraid of, you know, running off new people who may come into the church, you know, if they hear a sermon that's uh, maybe too detailed or, you know, too in-depth. So All I'm right. going to hang up. I'd, I'd really like to have your opinion on that and maybe uh, what you think about the purpose-driven movement as it affects that. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, so Mark. You can uh, hang up and listen uh, on the radio. Dr. York, what do you think of that? Well, uh, there's a, first of all, there's a difference between the purpose-driven church uh, way of, of leading your church and preaching. So I want to make that clear. Not everyone who adopts a purpose-driven church model changes the way they preach. You know, it's an interesting thing that the Apostle Paul never worried about whether or not he's going to put too much on, on uh, new believers. You know, you, you read the book of Romans. He didn't even know those people. And, man, he laid it on them pretty pretty deep. Heavy theology. Yes, he did. And uh, I just believe that the Holy Spirit is able to take the Word of God and open hearts and minds to get it. And I don't think we ought to let down in any way because, obviously, we're going to— if I preach to a group of children, I'm going to talk to them on a child's level. If I talk to a group of adults, I'm going to talk to them on whatever level I perceive them to be. So it ought to be simple. It ought to be clear, of course. But it ought to be the Bible. And we ought to help our people get a strategic grasp of the Scriptures so they understand the ebb and flow of the way the Word of God works. So we don't have to dumb it down if we preach it with power, preach it with unction, um, and preach it well. We've got Ginger on the line from Arlington. Ginger, what's your question? Um, I really don't have a question. I have more of a comment uh, towards the old-fashioned hellfire and brimstone preaching. you know, I really think in today's world we really need to get back to a little bit of that and get away from the motivational speaking of preaching. Um, I, I see that it it's more of an emotional thing that people tend to go to services for now, and it's not really the conviction of the heart and the sin that's in their life that draws them to Christ. And um, I grew up in that, in that era of the, the hellfire and brimstone, old-fashioned preachers, and let me tell you, I saw a lot more people giving their life to Christ and turning their life around um, and not just playing church. Ginger, thank you, know, you for calling. We're about out of time. Sorry I have to cut you off. 
Dr. Herschel York will respond to that when we come back. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. Dr. Herschel York is our guest. He's written the book, Preaching with Bold Assurance. He'll be leading a one-day conference tomorrow on preaching here at Criswell College. It begins at 8 o'clock in the morning. Go to our website, jerryjohnsonlive.com or criswell.edu. Check out this conference. Not too late to join us in the morning. And certainly the public is invited to the worship service, to the chapel tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and you'll hear this man preach a biblical sermon. When we come back, one of the greatest preachers of all times, Dr. W.A. Criswell, will listen to a soundbite of Dr. Criswell. We'll analyze that, see what we can learn from it. We've still got some callers on the line. You join us. Like any skill, the more information you have and the more great people you can learn from, all the better. The Criswell College in Dallas wants to help you as a church pastor. Tuesday, February 13th, attend a focused day of instruction and preaching sponsored by the Jerry Vines Institute of Biblical Preaching featuring Dr. Herschel York. Attending will hone your skill and bring you to the next level. Learn from Dr. David Allen, director of the Center of Expository Preaching at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Dr. Allen's credits include being a Criswell graduate and founding director of the Jerry Vines Institute of Biblical Preaching at the Criswell College. Criswell College President Dr. Jerry Johnson will also speak. Registration through February 6th is $35, $45 afterwards, $20 for students. The Criswell College has more information at 800-899-0012, 800-899-0012. Your preaching of the word is a calling from the Lord. Join us February 13th at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Welcome back. How important is preaching? Dr. Herschel York is our guest. He's written the book, Preaching with Bold Assurance. He'll be leading a one-day preaching conference here tomorrow at Criswell College. Dr. York, would you respond to our last caller talking about uh, the hellfire and damnation preacher? Paul's instruction to Timothy was to preach the Word. And the Word says a lot about judgment. We are to preach to people to flee from the wrath to come, to flee to Jesus. And you simply can't claim to be preaching the whole counsel of God if you ignore the parts about hell and judgment. So while that should not be the focus of our preaching, it certainly should be a part of our preaching. Mm. We've got a caller on the line, Debbie from Gunter. Debbie, thank you so much for calling. What's your question? Uh, Thanks for having me on. I've really appreciated your program today. Uh, My question is really about what would you define as the distinction between preaching versus teaching, because I think I've I've seen um, some preaching that incorporates some good teaching and some teaching that tends to also include preaching. So what would you say is the difference and what's what's their role with each other and also as a ministry within the church? Thanks so much, Debbie. We'll, uh, uh, Dr. York, you hit it. Well, I make... Absolutely no distinction, frankly. I think that uh, unless you're talking simply about style, matters of style, but what is teaching uh, is in the church setting? It is to help people understand the Word of God and how it applies to their lives. So whether you're teaching in a classroom in the church or whether you're standing in the pulpit, your style might be a little bit different, but you have the same goal. And so I make no distinction between teaching and preaching uh, as far as its goal and effect. Obviously, there might be different roles in the church, but that's a different matter. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Timothy 3, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone desires to be an overseer, 
He must be an able teacher. That is a requirement. It is a non-negotiable for a pastor of a New Testament church to be able to communicate the Word of God with power and with confidence. Dr. York, one of the greatest preachers, I think, of all time, and certainly of the last hundred years, was Dr. W.A. Criswell. I want us to, to listen to an excerpt from one of his great messages, uh, this is from 7980, around the time of the Iranian hostage crisis. Dr. Criswell talked about the difference between Shia Muslims and Sunni Muslims, and he talked about uh, the hostage crisis and Islam rising. So prophetic that 20 years later now, that's a hot topic, and he addressed it in the 80s. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot on this program about how we need to support the government using the sword. We talked today about atomic Iran, and we talked about the military threat, and we're always talking about, you know, how we can fight back. I certainly believe we ought to be doing that and protecting our children and our homeland. But Dr. Criswell, in this soundbite, actually takes a different kind of track. And I want our listeners to to hear what he says, and I want you to comment on it afterwards. Dr. Criswell. And when Habakkuk asked about the destruction of Judah and Jerusalem at the hand of the bitter and ruthless and hasty Babylonian. God said to Habakkuk, I have ordained them for judgment and established them for corruption. All I know is this. If there is not a repentance and a getting right and a turning to God on the part of America, I think, according to the word, God is going to use the Islamic world, the Mohammedan world, and the atheistic communist world to chasten America. And I cringe before the day. God in heaven, the next war will not be fought over there, over there. The next war will be fought up here. It will rain livid death and fire from the sky. Dr. W.A. Criswell in 1979-1980, Iranian hostage crisis. Dr. York, what, uh, what do you glean from that soundbite in that sermon? Well, there's an, an absolute confidence in the sovereignty and plan of God, that's for certain, because you cannot read the Old Testament without seeing that God sovereignly does raise up others to punish his people, and then he holds them responsible for what they did to his people. And W.A. Criswell's preaching Habakkuk there picks up on that note and it sounds a warning to us today. How relevant is the Word of God today? It is so up-to-date. It is exactly what we need, and no one knew that better than W.A. Criswell. You know, on the surface, uh, we expect our president and our military to to protect us and to respond, to use the sword against the evildoers. That's what Romans 13 says. That's what we should expect, and that's what everybody's talking about. But, you know, even lost folks expect that and talk about that. But through biblical preaching, there's the other side of terrorism. There's the other side of war, and that is that God may be doing something behind the scenes uh, it may be judgment. I know that Dr. Falwell and Dr. Robertson got in a lot of trouble in the national media saying this is a judgment of God. We can hardly ever know that something That's is right. particular judgment of God. But that principle that Dr. Criswell talked about. We ought to at least be asking ourselves the question. It ought to drive us to our faces before God, lest we arrogantly assume that God had nothing to do with it. Biblical preaching will always go beyond the obvious in that regard. I'm looking at Acts chapter 20, and uh, Paul is speaking to those elders at the church at Ephesus, and he says, I'm sure you can quote it from memory, to uh, be on guard for yourselves and the flock 
among whom the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Could you just exhort pastors for a moment? Um, this is Monday. This is a day when they're thinking about next Sunday. What has God called them to do? And they ought to be fired up about that, shouldn't they? God has called you to preach from the overflow of your walk with him and your filling with the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I today on the plane here was already, you know, I'm studying, I'm preaching from Nahum this coming Sunday. And buddy, I, I, I'm just reading Nahum, and I can't wait to preach. I can't wait to give get us in that a couple pulpit. of truths out of, out of that book. Well, again, it is without question God is sovereign. That God God has a plan and a purpose, and that He is calling His people to repentance. That I mean, you you can't <laughs> read the minor prophets right. without this note. Right, and in every one of them, there's a note of judgment, and then there's a note of hope. I'm not going to be through with you forever. I'm not casting you off forever. I will re- receive you again. And boy, that is our great hope. Dr. Herschel York, preaching with bold assurance tomorrow. He'll be leading this conference on preaching. If you're a pastor, you ought to come. Uh, folks, you ought to call your pastor up and, and offer to send them tomorrow. Go to the website. See, uh, see our seminar times. They begin at 8 o'clock in the morning. Go to criswell.edu, jerryjohnsonlive.com. Find out more about this seminar. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Is not my word like a fire, like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces, the prophet Jeremiah wrote. Folks, I want to tell you my own experience. The, the times where God has worked in my life and there has been a, a breakthrough or a, a salvation, a healing or a deliverance or a, a calling to service, it's always been when I'm exposed to the Word of God and usually to preaching, great preaching, biblical preaching, Holy Spirit preaching. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we're going to have that kind of preaching at the Criswell College Chapel. I hope you'll join us. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. The book, Preaching with Bold Assurance. The author, Dr. Herschel York. Get it. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.